this month, Fate's Warning will release their new album, Long Day, Good Night, via Metal Blade Records. Fate's Warning have been a formidable presence in progressive metal for more than 35 years, helping to shape and drive the genre without ever compromising their integrity or losing any relevance. They return in 2020 with Long Day, Good Night, the most epic and longest album of their story career. Purchase your copy now at metalblade.com slash fates warning. Once again, Long Day, Good Night, the new album from Fates Warning. Pre-order it now, metalblade.com slash fates warning. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody out there? It is I, your host, Petter Spych. I am always joined by... Hey, man, it's Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And? And my name is Sylvia. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at it's the Sylvia. Make sure to follow our other co-host, Jocelyn Sharp, at Jocelyn Sharp. That's J-O-Z-A. L-Y-N on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you guys want to follow me. Facebook and Twitter at Rise to Offend. Rise to Offend official on the good old Instagram. This week, always a pleasure, always a great time. Troy Sanders from Mastodon back on the show. We are here to talk about the supergroup Killer Be Killed. Their second record, Reluctant Hero, is out November 20th, guys. Make sure you're pre-ordering it. Oh, so fantastic, this record, guys. Our chat with him is momentarily going to happen, but first... We are going to talk about the Metal Sucks News. All right. So, well, I mean, we have a new president here in the United States. And uh, there's on the news site, there is rockers, you know, reacting to Contain it on your excitement Sophie, social just, media no woo. we are excited we're all excited, woo. We're all excited. Woo. um you know I, the, just, I have to sneak woo. in a woo. the way the way it worked woo. out is that for woo. me the first thing the first thing i said to to my wife was like i'm like i hope politics is boring again and we can focus on those issues rather than <laughs> the stupid headlines that's all yeah. i'm really all about is just to make it i don't want to say boring but make it you know what no no we need make to it talk as boring as, as possible. possible yeah, yeah we don't need any of those uh news like press conferences there's any more f- we're good too much there's too much in the world that could separate us as human beings mm-hmm. we don't need the president to keep doing it yes. you know what yeah, I mean? yeah we're like, good on that now yeah we've had four years and i'm not saying the new guy's gonna come in and i mean i'm sure there's gonna everybody's be something gotta, down the road. Hey. we're gonna hate something about him of course it's always gonna happen everybody's got to prove themselves but we as a country i'm proud of um the over i i love democracy i'm glad everybody went out and there voted and took this one seriously and, um, you know, it, it went to whatever the side that I think is, is better for the country. So that's, it's for me, I'm, 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 uh, very excited to start this next four years and leave the last four behind us yeah, as far we, as the political we, structure goes as an American citizen. We need some change. Yeah. yeah. Just, just at least, at least uh, as change as far as news goes I when just, it comes to, to this. Uh, <laughs> I just and, w- and an image for us as a country. But we're not going to have Kofi Thank you. 
Thank God. I think you said it wrong. But what I is it Kofi? I have no clue. I have no clue. We won't have gems like that. No gems. gems Right now, don't get it. No, look, Biden is gonna, dude. When he said that one thing about like you're not black unless you vote for me, I was like, oh, (laughs) cancel culture came out of you. You you got to you got you got to hold your cancel culture back. You got to be like, all right, people say dumb things that we can misinterpret, but let it go. That's what has to stop. Please you just God. did it. No, no. What I'm saying is, it's like, please <laughs> stop taking what somebody says and turning it into evil. Just because it doesn't match your belief doesn't mean that the person meant it to be evil. You know? Sure. Like, no, I get it. Uh, sometimes people people are so ready to be offended that they jump 30 steps ahead. You know what I mean? It'll be like, yeah. Hey, let's. Uh, only if they don't like the person. Right. No, right. Only right. if they don't like the person. Yeah, otherwise, but, otherwise they're forgiving, and and that's that personalization is fair. Well, but, that's the one know. thing that I love. To t- that's the one thing that I love. It's like it doesn't matter, dude. You when Trump got into office. Everybody was mad because Obama had so many executive orders, and then Trump comes in there and like almost doubles it in the first couple of months of executive orders, and then they're like, "Oh, well, that's pro- that's that's okay though." Like, and yeah. I'm like, "Well, wait a minute, why was it so bad when when this when your guy when the guy you didn't vote for was doing it compared to the guy that you voted for?" And again, we're going to see the same exact shit oh, with yeah. Trump or with Biden. He's gonna he's gonna look like a hypocrite. 70,000 times over because that's what the leader of the free world has to do. Don't don't look. Don't get negative on day one. Let's just say no, he's we're not on being the negative. positive upswing. I'm being realistic. I'm being realistic. All I'm saying is, is this is the one thing I do not like. Do not look at a man as like a god. Stop putting men, blood and uh, flesh and blood on pedestals and looking at this one person I think that's a problem. like they have the answers. And that's the only thing that scared me yeah. about the opposition. It was just kind of like you're looking at one guy and he's giving you all the answers. It's like, dude, you have to you have to yeah. understand what's happening here, you know. Yeah. I, I just I just felt the collective sigh. Yeah. You know, in the media, I saw it in, in, in the society around Even us, on, Fox like, yeah, on Fox News. On Fox News, yeah. I was, I was saying there that was they a were. Collective side. They yeah. were, uh, their tones kind of changed. And I had to like look at the logo to see what channel I was watching. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is it Fox News or this is CNN? Because I because think. Because they were very nice. They were like, you know, we, we, we are, we're going to see more change in, in, with this president. He's more compassionate, more uh, empathetic, much different than Trump. And I'm like, um, what? History right. is going to tie them to Trump and all those negative things that Trump brought out culturally in this country that was front and center when it comes to racism, when it comes to things that, again, I'm not labeling anybody, but what he brought out, that's always going to be tied to his presidential reign. Always. Fox News, who bought him a hook, line, and sinker and kind of stuck with them, they're tied to that. So in order for them to maintain any respectability or their audience, they're going to have to really segue away from him. I think a lot of the people that you know, the senators of the House that were diehard Trump guys two years from now are going to have a real hard time looking back historically on why they were okay with his behavior. And I think that news channel probably realizes, yo, we need to start changing things if we're not going to lose to the opposition. The only thing that scared me when you started seeing the way Trump was acting at the White House Mm -hmm. and just the unhinged comments and the anger and the finger pointing, uh, I just hope that Biden doesn't do that. Like uh, I think do, we'll be fine. That's what I'm saying. Like I and I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just afraid of the blue version of Trump 
you know, signaling people out, all, all the conservatives calling them names sure. and, and making it out like they're holding back America. It's like I was very afraid of that reaction. And hopefully, again, I think I just think Biden's <laughs> going to be I think Biden's going to be a paint by numbers president. He's not going to do anything uh, special. It's just he's going to stay off Twitter and he's going to stop giving people I ammunition. I just hope the uh, what was it Jill Biden, his wife. Yeah. I hope she decorates the uh, White House better okay. hey, than, there we go. than okay. Melania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sylvia's only cares about aesthetics. That's, that's really, pretty much it. That's we, really have to, it. We, have, we have to. We have to focus on the positive because yeah. any, any comment out of you is going to be like negative. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit about the poor? Is the White House feng shui? Yeah. <laughs> is it? It's important. Yeah. At this time, I got to so. know, man. We got to see how these colors no, match but up. But I'm, I'm excited. I think there's been a weight lifted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, off of everybody, so I'm not gonna... off everybody. See, that's the thing. Well, it's just don't a... be negative again. I, I, look, look, look. When people mm. again, you got to give dude, people what, time what, to with what we are saying right now, and we're trying to be as as political, not political, but we're trying to be as PC about it as possible. Y- with the little comments that you, we've all said, there are people that are hearing this podcast that are going, "I want to murder Brandon. Like, I want to murder him. Let people decompress. Or someone might, might want to murder me. Yeah, okay. or like I mean, Pete. Yeah. You have no idea. But, if you're gonna murder, you'd probably murder Pete. I mean, let people he's murderable he's so murderable look at that face <laughs> it murderable. is a very sweet murderable yeah, exactly. face thank you yeah i appreciate that oh, guys yeah, you're welcome i would i would make a good uh you know sacrifice no uh oh. um what's that what's i like what's i would make a true <laughs> i would make a good true crime story if i got killed and i'd have many pictures of that face like, oh, so and dude and you know what and that's what would change our <laughs> podcast rise to offend into a true crime podcast now we have a reason to bust the killers Aztec gods. Yes. <laughs> Sacrifice. We're all over the place. God. But let us all as a nation decompress <laughs> from the stress of, of what was going on and the I constant loudness. The yes. constant the constant <laughs> loudness that yeah. we've dealt with. And at this point, I think we can all just realize, hey, it's gonna be a little quieter in the world of yeah. politics. It's gonna be a little quieter yeah. in the world. It's gonna be a little less aggressive. Right. And it's gonna be a little more mellow. So now and so when the government fucks us. Quiet though. Okay, okay. Well, quietly quiet. fucks us. Quietly yeah. fucks us. There is there what are you is doing government. What do you do? Oh my goodness. I'm, oh I'm not doing anything. Oh no. No, I'm not doing anything. Oh that. goodness. Shh. What oh I can I can put that in a porn what <laughs> yeah. you guys just did. <laughs> I can totally porn. do that. It'd be yeah. a weird government. Yeah, porn. me going, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> what a porn. <laughs> <laughs> what a porn. I am not putting my hands on you whatsoever. <laughs> Boom. Ching. Keep giving me the audio, man. I got this. There it is. Dude, I, make I, audio I, of that song <laughs> that I just made. Keep giving me the audio. Now she's doing it. Love it. But um, <laughs> yes. Anyways. Porn. I know anytime we bring up politics, you're going to be like, ah. No, no. But I we, just, have to, we have to address I, it. I, I, it's I a don't, big deal. I don't like bringing up politics because this is a thing. I don't know shit. And neither does everybody who thinks they know shit. No, no. Everybody thinks they have the answers and everyone. This is the one thing politics has taught me. Everyone is stupid. Everyone is stupid. You're only going to vote for what you think is is good. Sure. The way Trump was acting to some people, it was the most patriotic American thing that could possibly happen to some people. Other people like ourselves Uh, were like, I don't see it that way. That's very divisive. I'm not. So me, me, me. When I catch myself getting too involved in politics, that's when I feel like the enemy of America. Mm-hmm. Because when you get too involved in politics, you do end up telling people how to live their lives. Yeah. This is how you have to live. Mm. Fair. Very fair. And I, I'm like I said, I'm very fair. I think that uh, this is a good step for us as a country. 
And I'm glad that everybody went, everybody, both More sides. divisiveness. See, see how I was trying to bring people together. Here comes Pete. I'm not Boom. being divisive. I was saying, I, I was saying I'm, I'm proud for everybody, both sides. Everybody that, that disagrees with you, though, is looking at what you just said. This is, this is politics. Someone trying to finish a sentence and getting cut off oh, every God. second word. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Right, right. And, then, and then you forget oh. your thoughts, and then you now forget you what you're going to say, and then Brandon. you just lose. That's, that's, Look what you Brandon, Brandon does that. Yes, <laughs> but anyways. That's how I win. The, uh, <laughs> that's how he wins. I just create confusion. The person forgets where they're talking about, and I'm like, give me that victory. So anyways, what I was going to say is, no, I'm proud of everybody in this country that went out there and voted. What other side you decided, you you showed that, hey, you have a voice, you have democracy, you want to take the time, you want to, uh, you know, do whatever's best in your mind to this country. We all did that, and we all did that respectfully, and I think that's really cool. Now that, so. completely undivisive. Yeah, what Pete well just said, mm-hmm. right there, buddy. Well, if you let me say it before you cut me off every three, I was trying to say that for like a minute. Uh, you were probably trying to say some communist garbage. That's probably <laughs> what I was doing. I was just cutting you off before you got to the communist garbage. So, I've, I've, so you can think of so the non-divisive yeah, thing to say. You're welcome, America. Yeah. You know, you know, I fucking I, libtard. I, I came. <laughs> You fucking conservative. Oh, oh, oh my God. I love that so much. It is now. I just made right now. I'm sure sure it's out there. I'm not going to take credit for it. It's too easy. I'm going to use that in the porn audio as well. You guys had going on Mm -hmm. for a second there. Boom, 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 conservative. I love it. Hey, that's all the politics we're going to talk. Done. I don't want to talk about. I want to talk about other politics in other countries. Moving forward. Let's all let's all do that. The next thing I want to talk. I don't want to talk about other politics in other countries. No, we don't. It's a kebab. OK, I guess we are actually. Yeah, yes. Yeah. OK, so system of a down band we all loved during our youth. Not divisive. Well, they, they have a little divisiveness. No, in for us three, for us three, they bring within, us together within their group. Ooh. Yes, a little, little bit. Of, well, hey, it's a lot they, of stuff. They came together just like this country did to do the right thing, and they put two songs out there because of what's happening out Brand there. Brand new songs. Brand when we didn't think that they would record again. Yeah, they slapped us, slapped us with two songs. Yeah, not just one. Yes, for two songs. Um, the reason they did that is because of the war crimes that are being perpetrated currently at, uh, and I hope I say this right, Art- Artsakh um, by the uh, Azerbaijan um, government. And we're not going to get into the details of that, but uh, it is vi- virtually like Turkey and Armenia. They're, they're having some, some unfortunate conflict out there that uh, we as a country, we cannot compare it to what anything we've dealt with the last couple of years. This is, this is pretty intense. And so system of now being Armenian, being very uh, in tune with their culture and their country, they put out these two songs to kind of let us all realize and also make money to help out um, the people of Artsakh out there. Artsakhi. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong guys, but, um, and so they, they came together mm-hmm. despite their political views. As we all know, John, John Dol- Dolmayan is very pro-Trump. And then the rest of the group were assuming probably not. Um, and they put these songs out for, you know, this reason, a great reason, and just shows that, hey, you know, people get in this country all understand a good cause, especially the power that they have as a band. And the songs, I think, are fucking great. I, I think they went right back to what we yeah, dude, oh, yeah, They're system songs. And I was, I was just really, as a fan, you know, I was really excited to to hear that when these guys do put that together, the magic's still there. Like mm-hmm. that's the one thing about System of a Down. Yeah. I've said this before. No other band sounds like them. Uh, the way they their songs completely jump tempo and it's all it's all over the place. It's all over the place. These songs shouldn't sound good. 
but they do. Yeah. They do everything the exact opposite of what normal songwriting or what goes into normal songwriting, and they make beautiful, completely. Uh, it's 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 chaos with melody. I know what you're saying. It's control chaos. chaos. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is chaos. that, and that's and that's a special thing. And right when you heard these songs, you the guitar, the drums, the bass, the voices, you're like, ah, it's them. It's right them. away. But really, really well composed songs, and for a great cause. Um, you guys can go out to the band camp, I believe, and there's a link. Go to metalsucks.net. Look up the system of downstairs. There's a link. You can donate to uh, help uh, this cause for what's going on out there. I think most of the proceeds go to that cause. Correct. correct? Yeah. So, and that's something that these guys, like I said, unselfishly put together these songs and us as fans, we're all stoked as just, you know, basic fans, but make sure you guys don't look at this as, Oh, free music. No, do you want to talk about There's a reason they did this for us. This is one thing that I love about system over down and I want everybody to pay attention to this. Okay. They acted like fucking grownups. They acted like grownups. They had, mm-hmm. they, had, they had some tension in the band, especially with some of these po- political stuff. They said, put it all aside. There's something way more important that we have to focus our energy on. And to make not one song, two songs. Look, man, that's hours of time. And who knows? Who knows how many hatchets have been buried with, within the band because of this whole process? Mm-hmm. It's like looking at how System of a Down handled this, uh, it is a lesson for all of us. Yeah. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. Well, you could go through. You could go through the rest of your career on on, on autopilot, which is what they were doing because they weren't writing new music, you know. And it's like you could just go out there, get paid for your tours or whatever. But then it's like when the call to action needed to happen, and they put we, everything to the side. Yep, they put everything to the side. Mm-hmm. And when we, there's times when the world needs art. The world needed art. And, he, and they gave it to him, and they gave it. They gave it to us, and it's. And now a lot of us. Uh, I knew about the conflict, but I didn't know it was. But then when you start actually reading it, you're just yeah. like, "Oh my god!" And then like, when you this hear fucking for real, when you hear these songs, it's not lost on you like what it's about. No, it's very, very yeah. like direct to the point lyrically, yeah. and 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 yeah, and then it, it keeps you in mind. And then when you listen to them, you are aware that there's something happening in this world that's just absolutely well, truly unfair. Right and now. that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, you're talking about for, uh, we're on the. We're on the the verge of genocide right now in that region. And again, to be able to put that all aside and fo- and make one singular focus and just understand that, look, you, you, th- you see the things that we're bitching about here in America and the things that we want to attack Trump for and call him Hitler for. And you're just like, what the fuck? Real shit is happening. Mm-hmm. Real shit is happening. Yeah, no. Grownups. You need grownups for causes. I mean, even in America, we talk about that. Civil rights movement. Who's the grownup? Martin Luther King. When he got assassinated, we lost the grown-up. And JFK, RFK. RFK yeah. was the anti-war yeah. uh, grown-up. And uh, if those two survived and lived, um, those two movements would have came together and we would be in a different place probably. But when we lost the grown-ups in the room, the kids took over and a lot of things went you know, easily uh, on the other side. So I wouldn't say it went south. It just went it didn't go south. More, it just it slower. The progress, yeah. the progress was slower. It didn't yeah. go south. But the point is, is that we, when you lose the grown-ups in the room, mm-hmm. you right. know, it happens. You lose focus. Stepped up to that. Now it's time for you, Rage Against the Machine, to put out some songs for this. I'm kidding. Yeah, but no, you're not. <laughs> you are not kidding. <laughs> got, yeah, you but then what? again, though, Rage Against the Machine only wants to bitch about America. So it's like, say, yeah, they're not. They're over here. Like, Rage Against the Machine is like, oh, white people? Who gives a fuck about them? I just want to make sure I, I bitch about white people here in America. Do you want new Rage Against the Machine? music 
Yeah. Do I? Yes. Yeah. After I heard okay. these system songs, yeah. I mean, I definitely had doubt for both bands, but after I feel I heard like I would, I would like more music from System of a Down than Rage right. Against the Machine. I, I, I feel that like, might get me in trouble, but mm, I don't know. I, I think both of them. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is the only band that could be a rap rock band that I would be interested in hearing what a fifty-year-old sure. rapper has to say. I like, just want to know if they have like the same angst. Right. I guess that's that's my my curiosity. Well, I think Zach does, and I think that's why the band's not together because every. <laughs> Everybody else is just kind of like, all right, dude, we got to make money, but I want to talk about this bullshit cause, but we got to put gas in the tank, dude. Come on, wrap yeah. it up and get to the songs. There's magic in, in those four guys. I think if Rage really decided to put something yes. out, it would be just as amazing. Like yes. Prophets of Rage did nothing for me and Chuck D's obviously amazing, you no. know, and, and the magic wasn't there, but um, in that album I did buy because I was like, all right, let's check this out, but no. It, no, it, Prophets it, of Rage, I'm going to It didn't do you, much for me at all. Not only, not, that Actually, was, I didn't like it. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. It was bad yeah mm-hmm. it was fucking bad i thought so and uh you need zach de la roca you need his voice you need his rage it's the best one of the top three screams in rock history top three top three freedom i hear it dude, okay. freedom you win think about that there's dude. an argument think no i remember that. 1993 you heard that chicken guy. skin bro dude Goose that's what i'm saying yeah. freedom. dude the way and the way he builds up to that i mean that that's art yeah. That's real emotion. That's not, hey, I'm going to put this song out and I'm going to get money and lots of pussy. That's, right. It's, I am angry and I want everyone to be just as angry as mm-hmm. me. That's what Rage Against the Machine gave us. That's what System of a Down gives us. And few bands out there have it in them to give us that. Most bands, they just want to give the people what they want. These guys want to give the people what they want to give them. Few mm-hmm. bands have that genuine, yeah, yeah, and make you pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very, that's fair. I like everything you said there. So, uh, guys, support these two System of Down songs. If you hadn't heard them, go to MetalSucks.net, check it out. There's a link to those songs. But they the Bandcamp, brilliant. They're great songs, yeah. and I really am happy. And hopefully, um, this conflict out there in Artsaki or you know can. We can we can get can some be resolved we can get some I mean, some resolution yeah. without you know anything uh, insane because I think bloodshed's already occurred but I mean like you know I know I'm talking about, rivers of it <laughs> we talking rivers yeah <laughs> yeah I mean just the all right maybe that was no, a bad I mean, visual I mean, it's intense I'm talking but, like an elevator opening with blood oh, coming out of it oh no uh, like shining there you go buddy I was hoping yeah. yes thank yeah, you right thank around. you good I'm glad you I'm glad everybody got the She's reference got the you guys room. are smart yeah. you guys are but, brains this porno just has a different ending oh my yeah. god everybody Anyways. gets smarter quiet oh you're gonna make me graduate go <laughs> I'm graduating. Throw the cap in the air. (laughs) Not allowed to do that anymore. What? It's been a long time. You can't throw the cap in the air. Oh, Oh, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. you can't do that. You can't do that. Why is that? Why can't you? I think because like you might hit somebody in the eye or something. Uh, That's what it was. It's been a long time like that. Could you imagine that? Like every yay, throw your caps in there and just some blood curdling scream. (laughs) You, you, I graduated college in 2003. You graduated in 2015. 15. Okay, there's there you go. There's a 12 year difference, both from UNLV. Yep. Both bachelor's degrees. Journalism. And there was no cap throwing in 2003 nope. or 2015. Mm-hmm. I would have fucking whipped it like a ninja star. I'm like, <laughs> I think boom, those have been zip. illegal for a while, right? Yeah. Nin- ninja stars have been illegal for. Have been illegal, you can't but I throw them. I can whip. A, I can whip a hat like a ninja star though. Get it in somebody's neck. They're not, not saying it's going to stick. They're not illegal. Happy graduation, but. motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Hope your future's bright. Zing. Can you imagine if you saw like a bar fight and someone threw a ninja star? Like in the movies. Could you imagine? If, like if everybody was, had one. I want to see a bar fight where somebody throws a graduation cap. Let's. <laughs> if you get like struck by a ninja star, would you be like, 
Dude, you want to be mad? You'd be look, like, "Hey, man, where'd you get this star?" Look, we've all seen. A <laughs> I'd be like, "The stitches are worth it." We've, <laughs> yeah, we've like, all seen a John Woo movie. He'll make a death out of a graduation cap. Oh, it can man. happen. If it's a John Woo movie, I better see doves. After yeah, I yeah, of course, Ninja star. I, I didn't think. Th- I didn't think I had to bring up the doves. I thought that was already implied. <laughs> it was implied. So, uh, last story before we jump into my interview with Troy Sanders, guys from Killer Be Killed, and obviously Mastodon Gone Is Gone. Ah, oh, great, great, great band. Uh, or great conversation, dude. I, I really enjoy it. So um, a study shows this study. I just want to take you guys to where it's coming from. A new study in Germany Ooh. conducted by scientists from Hale University has concluded that the risk of getting infected at live concerts from the COVID-19 is very low if certain precautions are taken. Now, was this study paid for by Live Nation? Go. <laughs> As I look over this study, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah, it, I'm like, who paid for this study? It doesn't uh, say that Live Nation paid for it, so I'm gonna go ahead and say no. But look, this this uh, here, this study to me, okay, what do you, you guys go first? I'm just gonna say this: no one knows anything. No, every study that has been conducted on this COVID thing. I'm not saying you don't stop studying it, but keep studying it. Keep That's why we want to know more so yes. we can. Keep have studying, a normal life again. But I also think that this is a very, uh, I, I just hear, a, I hear an article like that and I'm like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me the whole world goes into shutdown. England has gone into shut, is planning on going to shutdown again. Yeah, I've heard that. Over this. Yeah. And you're trying to tell me that more people in a venue, there's a less very low ch- risk. There's yeah. less chance of me catching it with more people and one. It's, there's less chance of me catching it if I'm packed into a venue, rocking out with fans. Like, well, well it says with uh, with, uh, with certain precautions. precautions. So it's so, not going to be packed, still, mosh know. pitting, but same same ideal. I, okay, uh, yeah. certain I precautions. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, th- here's the thing though. Certain precautions. What are the precautions? All right, everybody has to stand ten feet away from each other, six feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then. That's the same as before. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're with doing masks, this with, with masks and social distancing. It's like it's the same rules as before. This is nothing new. This is nothing at all new. Obviously, everything can be made acceptable if you if you follow all these rules where everybody is just staying away from each other. Oh, you know, there's less chance of you catching uh, catching COVID at a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, if if there's a you know at a football game, that's all they put. But meanwhile, they're they're not saying that. Well, there's only one person allowed per every ten stands. It's like sure, it's yeah. you know like that's just that's just another twisted thing that they're putting out there. Well, it's risk versus return, and that's ultimately where a hey, lot of right us now make our we are. Decisions. Right, that, right. right now, yeah. and and like, what's right now, the risk of going to a show, getting getting right now someone in America, sick? Yeah. Right now in America, dude, with what England and with how their healthcare is set up there, is set up over there with the socialized medicine, they can go into lockdown, and no one's going to lose their livelihood. No one's going to lose lose what they built here in America. Uh, we can't do that shit. We cannot do that shit. We go into lockdown, people are going to lose everything, and they might die as a different result because they lost everything. So, I you know again. A story like that, an article like this that. This is st- Germany, though. Yeah, yeah. A, a, stu- a study like that to me is just, uh, um, it's very irresponsible. And I don't like giving people false hope. And another story like that just gives me, mm-hmm. gives people false hope. Yeah, I'm the first one. I, uh, when concerts are safe, I'll be, I'll be at the first concert. I'll be there. I'll do whatever rules they want me to say. I'll buy a plastic little uh, box to go into, yeah. you know, and, and whatever. <laughs> I will. I'll do whatever you guys need. First concert, I want the amps in my face. I want the smiles, and I want to scream the songs. I do, but obviously the risk versus return, if I'm going to go home and, 
and get anybody sick or anybody that's a friend of mine that might have some medical stuff I don't know about that I can hurt. Obviously, you know, that's, it's that's where it's not like, worth it at that point. Yeah, to yeah, be honest. I, got, I, I have to be the grown up. I mean, you have to be the adult in the room. And, and uh, unfortunately, I don't think that seeing this is as, you know, detrimental as, as you're saying. I'm not saying detrimental. I think what, what, what doing a, um, a study like this ultimately is important, but I think we as individuals have to gauge our comfort zone for what we're taught and what we're told. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want the, I, I, I do think it is possible to do a concert in a safe I do, too. I do, too. I With do too. an audience, I do think that's possible. But, but I just don't think this is the time to do it Not right now. now. It's yeah. still, like, the virus is still relatively new. We got to get through the seasons. Yeah. Well, yeah. And my thing is, is, like, you know, at a House of Blues, that's, like, in Vegas, it's 400 people. Mm-hmm. So a house yeah, of Blue, the House of Blues out here holds 1,200. Oh, 1,200. Yeah. All right. But, okay, so let's just say the so House the of Blues. Floor, but the floor would be the about 400. Floor, yeah, the yeah, floor yeah, would yeah. be 400. Mm-hmm. Now... But if you're going to be following these social, the social distancing and stuff like that, you're probably going to have 50 people. Who's going to want to go, like especially travel all the way there for 50 tickets sold? Yeah. No one's going to be able to make money. The only, the only bands that are making any kind of money when they're doing any type of a show whatsoever are the drive-in shows. More and more bands are doing those. I feel like I see what you're saying, but I feel like uh, the 50 people... Local, the lo- say, say a band lives locally that's popular. Say like in Los Angeles, okay, I get something that, like that. Yeah. that. I don't think you can do a full tour like you said, and 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 put all that money up front and hope you get it back. But I think that the local shows and things like that, and I do think if people do do them, we should have tests and see what happens. As crazy as that sounds, I mean, if if we do any kind of gathering like this, I think it's important for us to have scientists there, have doctors there, and and kind of see what the results are before we unleash ourselves out there. My thing is, you it's know? like, I want to know how many, I want to know how many subjects and how many, uh, how many concerts or gatherings they studied mm-hmm. before they got to this, or is it just like one thing or like three. one? So there's three, it's three, that's it? Yeah, I mean, no, you on, need more man. than that. I'm sorry, I don't want to, yeah, it says the, the researchers ran three separate scenarios featuring see that, that's different that. social distancing seating formations and used a, Fogger to track the circulation of air piped in from the roof and added by special jades to the potential exposure of another person's infected aerosol droplets. Mm-hmm. So there should be a little more testing. And, and again, when you're trying to recreate something that involves the human body, the most complex thing on the planet, mm-hmm. like it's like, I'm sorry, dude, no matter what scenario you you, you make up, I feel like their heart's I just in the right don't, place. I think their heart, everybody's yeah. heart is in the right place. Not always. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah, maybe right, but I'm just saying, like, I, I think these scientists' hearts are in the right place, and I, and and yeah, they did, you know, reporting the findings that they found is one thing, but again, making that a headline that started in Germany, now here we are talking about in America. This is the type of thing that can go, run wild, and certain people can Gets grasp cute, onto yeah. it, and then now all of a sudden they're lost because they're they're holding on to this half truth. Mm-hmm. Well. I, I, I hear your your valid points on that, my friends. I'm yeah. very smart. I'm very smart. Mm-hmm. I'm very smart. <laughs> so with that, Brandon, Sylvia, yeah. let's jump into our interview Woo. with Troy from Killer Be Killed. Dude, have you uh I'm I'm going through movies right now. It's one of my favorite things to do. Did you ever see First Reformed, that Paul Schrader movie? No. Is oh, it great? Man, I'm telling you, man, it's got my mind just wiped. <laughs> like, what is it called? Uh, First Reformed. It's with Ethan Hawke, and uh, Paul Schrader is the guy that wrote like Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and uh, Bringing Out the Dead. And he directed, he started directing movies later on. But um, First Reformed. I, yeah. I, I, 
this is how I get my, uh, you know, how almost all art in my life is how I've found it is, uh, I mean, some has been discovery, whether it's music, um, movies, travel destinations, but, uh, most of the time it comes on someone's, um, you know, when someone when tells you, you know, like you need to go see this dude, have you watched this? Have you heard this band? So, uh, I, I always live by my notes, you know, and I have a giant list of things to watch places to go and, uh, and bands to get into. So thanks. That is so cool, man. I'm a list taker too. I live and die by the list. Cause I don't want to overthink. I want to live in the moment. So I have to check the list. <laughs> that's, uh, that's between, how I, between, yeah. between notes, uh, notes in the calendar, uh, my head would probably be a, just a loose swivel, you know, like a broken bobblehead. My life would be if, if I didn't have all that organized on those, uh, on those two platforms. Dude, per- perfect. Are you handwritten calendar, like on the board? That's me. At home, my family and I we share a handwritten wall calendar. It's perfect. Uh, right me personally, yeah. it's the notes uh, in my iPhone. Yes. With the reminders. Reminders are great, man. Oh, dude. I am a, a better husband, a better father. I am a better everything because I take these notes and I surprise people all the time because I listen to them. Like my lady will say something and like six months down the road, I'll set a reminder. She said this and then I'll surprise her. Man, it's all because I just cheat on my phone like you're doing. Same thing. I'm just right there. That's, that's being aware. That's not cheating. I do that all the time. Okay, good. We, we got to hang out. We got to so it's being a yeah, dude. I'm telling you, listening is the greatest. I am so blessed, and I like using that word that I, I listen to people all the time. Like yeah. that, that's one of my favorite things about me is that people will tell me things, and I, I genuinely listen. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's so great. But in this film, and I'm not going to ruin anything for you. There was just sure. this dialogue scene between Ethan Hawke and another gentleman, and and he said, "Life is living." between hope and despair at all moments. And you are the one that has to gauge the needle going back and forth, but you have to have a little bit on both sides. Cause if you cross one side or the other, you're not living. And I'm just like, right before you called, I'm like, dude, that, that hit me hard. Like you have to live the dichotomy of hope and despair. And, uh, I mean, I can unravel this right now, but I really don't have any answers. It's just really good dialogue. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, similar to, uh, in the space between your gratitude and your grief. Um, that's, that's my quote of the, of the week personally, but, uh, I like yours. That's great. Yeah. I stole that. That was Paul Schrader's everybody, but yes, Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to run with it though. I'm going to make it my own. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you adapt it to your own and you apply it to yourself and people that you talk to on the phone, like me right now. And, uh, the beauty spreads. Yes. Exactly, dude. Exactly. I always go back to Woodstock, people, just so you know. I did a documentary on Woodstock a little while ago, but Woodstock 69 was not planned at all. They had to change the venue within three days. They found this farm. 450,000 people showed up. No problems. Peace, love, no food, no bathrooms, nothing. They figured it out. And then four months later at Altamont, same setup, try to set it up, murders. You know, it's like, it's, it's just there's something about where your mind's at when you enter a situation. And if everybody's on the same page, it just seems like it's not a problem. Right. But it's in theory. Yes. Yes. In in theory. And that's, we live, well, I guess, guess we live by, I guess I live by theories. Maybe. I don't know. Well, that seems to kind of, that, that kind of paints the picture of where, where most rational people want to go mm-hmm. if, if you know if, if in theory or if you know if that's so, if that sounds like a good plan or this might be a good idea you know it's worth pursuing absolutely um, so i think i'm using the quotes 
in theory correctly, but uh, I, I I use that that a lot too when when trying to you know weigh the pros and cons of things and and uh, decision making. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Now, everybody, the reason I'm talking to Troy right now is because me as a fan, I'm super excited because Killer Be Killed second album, Reluctant Hero, is coming out November twentieth. Now, as a fan, when you know a bunch of great musicians come together and give us some art. It's just a gift. You know, I know it's not a permanent thing and all that stuff. So I always assume it's a one-off. Now, at what stage were you guys certain that you wanted to do a second album for Killer Be Killed? We were, we put out our first record in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015, we were invited to do the Soundwave tour across Australia. And that turned out to be our one and only tour we've ever done um, so far. But after... Uh, we, we arrived and it's Australia is a wonderful destination anyway. So we would have had a good time no matter what, but the, the time that we shared on stage, um, most importantly with the time on stage was what I refer to as, as, as just pure magic. Um, the crowd, uh, was way more receptive than we ever imagined. We kind of always go in and like, let's just play well. Hopefully people will dig us. Well, we didn't know that people in Australia really into our record um and not just a couple dozen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and uh from the first note that we played in melbourne australia the place went wild and we couldn't believe it we were playing the whole show with smiles on our face and we did a whole week like that across australia when that week was over um i I think it was unspoken but it was it was known and communicated telepathically or something between the four of us, that it wouldn't be a matter of will there be another KBK record, but just when will there be one? Um, so it just it just was obvious as we left Australia, like we need to tour more when time allows, and we're definitely going to keep the band moving forward. And we already had a lot of riff ideas um, from those sessions. So I think we just all knew, because when something is that pure and comes together for all the right reasons, and then the effect and the reward that you get is overwhelmingly incredible. It's the thing to pursue in life. Um, those those agendas or those avenues or those side projects or whatever they may be, but it was just everything about it checked off all the boxes of awesomeness and, and incredible. Um, so we knew in Australia five years ago. And us fans, I'm telling you, when I got that record, I hoped. Like I hoped for a tour, and I know you only did the Australian tour, but you did mention, and I'm a very optimistic person um, with things, so as we don't know the future right now, but the point is is that there's a desire to tour, like do a full tour for uh, Killer Be Killed. Is that correct? Very much so, yeah. Um, as happy as we are with uh, announcing this record and having pieced it together over the past few years, uh, finally putting out, like, here's, you know, here's the announcement, here's the new, here's the album cover, here's the song titles, Here's a new band picture. Here's everything. Here's the release date. Uh, as happy as we, we were with all of that um, information, uh, it was a little little odd not having a tour dates listed with it last month when we announced this record. But, you know, that's out of our control. So yeah. um, it was just uh, the four of us, you know, the bottom line is the four of us have been chipping away at this for a long time, all with this super forward momentum of making this record happen. Um so that was the the accomplishment you know achieved right there just like hey we did it um because we enjoy being in this band so much i counted roughly 12 active bands between the four of us in the band right now so um 
you know, we live by the calendar too, all bands do. So every time that the four of us had any window on our personal calendars that aligned with each other, we would set that time aside to get together and write music. And that's what we did four or five different times since 2015 to piece together what is now the Reluctant Hero album. Oh man, dude, that's 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 excellent news. Yes, dude. If, when you think about it, I didn't even put that together. But yeah, Max has got a bunch. Ben's got a bunch. Uh, Greg, obviously, he's got his solo project as well, and he's got uh, the Black Queen, if I'm not mistaken. And then obviously, Gone is Gone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mastodon, and and yeah, you guys got a bunch going on. I love that though. I think that the to find the creative avenues that all you guys have, and then find things together. Collaboration has to. Like you, you all, I, I want to see your craftsmen at collaborating. So you all know how to speak to each other and it makes everything work better. Is that true? Because you've been have, having so many people to work with as a, as a team? Yeah, very true. There's, there's only a few, you know, factors that, that come into play when to, to be in a band with somebody, but they're all brutally important and quite rare. You know, you have to uh, admire their body of work or, or, or what they, how they put, you know, or their, how their craft is on their guitar, their drums or their instrument. Um, you, most importantly, you have to, well, you have to all agree that you want to do something to, to spend more of your time and dedication and sacrifice to, to come and get creative with us. Um, but most importantly is, um, the respect, you, know, you have to have that respect and, and with respect for one another and the trust in each other. But the bottom line is if you don't enjoy this collaboration with one another, that defeats the whole purpose of doing this in the first place, because we just wanted this band to be really fun. We enjoy each other's company. We like to laugh a lot. And it's, it's this other Avenue that we have um, that is, believe it or not, different than all the other bands that we're in. So it's like, it's like I, I've used the analogy before where it's like, I'm a beach enthusiast, but, on tour, on days off, if I'm near a beach, I try to go see that beach. It's like, well, you already live on a beach, so why do you want to go see another beach today? Because it's a different energy, it's a different beauty, it's a different atmosphere. That's how I picture other bands that I'm in. You know, it's I have three bands, and it's all four dudes that play instruments. So, like, what's the difference? But there's a lot of subtle differences in, in each and every band, and the creative outlet and the energy is different for all of them. Um... Does that make sense? Absolutely, man. No, I completely agree with you on everything. Yeah, as a fan, as a listener, it's like if I, if I, I've, I've had, it's funny, I've had moods and picked which band I want to listen to that you're a part of, you know, um, right on. that I needed, you know, it's like, all right, today's a gone is gone day. I'm going to put this on. Let me, let me kind of go for a walk. Let me just be a little more peaceful here, you know, and then there's other days I want to sing along and that's usually Mastodon for me. I, I, there's just a lot of singing that i like to do with that band but the point is, is that it's just a different vibe but it's all positive energy you know so it's it's, it's yeah great, man and that's uh and i wouldn't want to be a i wouldn't be, want to be a part of of any other band um unless it brought me a really uh, a, a sense of enthusiasm and, and joy you know and, and 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 a reward um because otherwise i don't really need it needs to be like that before i want to leave my house even more you know, to go rehearse with people, to go write music, to go record, or even tour. Um, I, it's easy to spread yourself too thin. So every time I, I partake in something, it's got to mean a whole lot to me, um, or, else I'd, uh, or else I would be better off not doing it. Now, one thing I do think is special for your, two of your collaborations, at least, is that there are multiple vocalists in the band. Um, when you guys are writing, and it, you can, we can just talk about Kill or Be Killed at the time, um, sure. is there parts, do you guys write the parts specifically for your parts or do you guys try different collaborations with chorus 
um, you know, vocals and stuff like that. How does the vocal part get put together for songs like In Killer Be Killed? Uh, all the all the vocals and lyrics are done later. Um, mm-hmm. It's always music first. Mm-hmm. Um, but we said since day one to see if this if this band would even work is that all three vocalists are going to uh, contribute on every song. Um, and the first record, we didn't even know if that would would work, if that would really gel or be cohesive at all. Turns out it did. So uh, thankfully that was the case. Um, but but we always write the music first. And because we're all so uh, energetic about it, um, we start kind of claiming parts. Like uh, we were writing one song, it's, it's entitled, it's a track called Dead Limbs. And the chorus part, uh, I heard a vocal melody in my head right away on the day one of, of writing that song. And I remember telling the guys, I want that chorus. And they said, sure, of course. Um, and then as time goes on, someone will say, dude, I want the verses for blank song. Um, I, oh, I got the ending vocal on that thing. So it's, it's almost, we kind of follow each other's lead. And it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's a very unselfish manner how we, how, we, how we tackle these vocals. It's like everyone just starts grabbing for parts that they want. Um, it's not like we have to force one another to, will you please do vocals on this verse? Or, well, we really need something here. We're all just, just itching to go. So we all just start, start uh, grabbing parts that we want and going for it. Nice. It's pretty great. Yeah, that you know? sounds that sounds really like truly organic, but it also sounds like intuition leads you to the part that you're going to sing, which is really good. Is it different when you write uh, in, or when you guys do vocals in Mastodon by chance or no? It's kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's whoever kind of claims it first, you know, um, which is which is great because if someone has an idea and an energy for that part, then so far you're the best man for the job. Um, but there has been times where, let's say, the, the, the guitar uh, riff was, was very involved and it, it counteracted the, the melody of the vocals, so, so making it nearly impossible to play and sing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then uh, maybe my guitar player would be like, dude, can you please do this vocal? I, I just, it's, it's nearly impossible. But I'd say, sure. So, um, you know, ultimately, it's just teamwork. But for the most part, it's, uh, it's kind of like who, who, who claims it first, you know, with, with an idea and the, the energy to do it. Yeah, dude. That, no, that's, that's, it sounds like that. It just sounds like a friendly kind of like my turn, my turn. It almost sounds like a jazz band, like taking their turns a lot of times with a lot of the, the songs. And I, and I love that because, you know, as a listener, yeah. it, it keeps things very, uh, obviously it's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Obviously it's not improv or spontaneous. It's not spontaneous, you know, obviously, cause that's not how heavy metal and rock work, but it sounds that way. And that capturing yeah. thing is very, very different, um, you know? Yeah. And the three of us, uh, between Greg and Max and myself, we, uh, would feed off each other. Like, um, if someone like has this first idea or the core, whatever idea happens first on the song, it kind of excites the other two guys. And we're like, Oh man, that's cool. Uh, I'll take the pre-course part, man. And I'll, I'm going to match what, what Greg just did. I'm going to, I'm going to step it up there. And, you know, and we, so we truly feed off of each other's energy and just try to make it, you know, as, as awesome as possible. Um, a lot of it is spontaneous because there's a lot of parts, you know, but yeah. a lot of it's already kind of sketched out before we go in. And a lot of it's not, I, um, I, I always had this, it, it felt like when we were recording this record, when it came time for to do vocals for this week, for the week that we tracked vocals, I was in hindsight, I wish there was a camera mounted on the ceiling, like a security camera or a surveillance camera to watch the three of us, Greg, Max and myself, 
like it, it, the vocal booth was like a revolving door, like a circle revolving door of us constantly going in and out, in and out. And it, I felt like we probably looked like the Three Stooges, you know, just hilariously running in and out and chasing each other and high-fiving along the way because, uh, because it was, you know, it was, it's a thrill, man. And it's like sometimes vocals can be tedious and really be overwhelming to do, and it's like a lot of pressure because a lot of times vocals and singing melody and on pitch is really, really hard. And it's easy to get frustrated, but uh, with Reluctant Hero, the three of us just constantly stabbed away until until we were happy with with every note, that, every lyric, every note that we that we sang. So, um, yeah, energy was high, so that's pretty helpful when everyone's super stoked. To uh, you know, just we're all aligned, we're on the same page of, of what we wanted the result to be. And as a vocalist, like uh, because originally you started off as a musician, you know, um, as a vocalist, when do you feel did you get the confidence to really know your voice and, and what you can do up and down? Like at what stage of your career do you feel? Because it wasn't natural. Am I wrong on that? No, no it was not natural at all. Mm. Uh, in a nutshell, 20 years ago when Mastodon formed, I booked a DIY tour uh, for two months later after we just had a handful of songs. We had, a, we had an actual singer at the time, a vocalist. Uh, well, two months into our band's career, he had to bail. His head wasn't in the right spot to, to be in a dirty rock band and live in a van for a long time. So I already had this tour booked, and I said, well, I don't want to cancel it because no one knows who we are anyway. Um, so I asked my guitar player, Brent, and myself to just, we'll just step up to the mic and we'll just start barking away and, you know, chiming in and, tr- and just trying. Well, that just kind of took off from there. We never had a desire to find or spend the energy to look for uh, another vocalist or, you know, audition or anything like that. So it just slowly worked that way for Mastodon. Um, but I didn't find my confidence probably until five or six years ago, really, because um, we all, we're all musicians first. And um, it's one thing to do aggressive vocals when you're just kind of barking, shouting, screaming, and being guttural. But when you try to incorporate melody and harmony um it's it's quite hard so i didn't uh, really realize that until 10 or 11 years ago and i've been spending more energy and effort on being a better vocalist writing better lyrics and finding better vocal patterns ever since so i still have a long way to go but i, I i'm confident in my voice now but it took a long time for me personally to get there. One thing I did want to bring up, though, about the record is that um, the Dreams Gone Bad video, right? I thought it turned yeah. out fantastic. Love the song. Um, love the video, though. The video, and that's, that just adds to the song. But tell us about, did that video get shot before the, the pandemic, or did you guys have to work around that? No. We all convened. Uh, thankfully, we have the calendars aligned, and we all had three days. Um, well, at the time, is a little more available for us now course but we uh we had three days uh to all convene in phoenix arizona and we did this uh, exactly two weeks ago and uh went out there and um it, re- it kind of was a flashback of uh of an old school video you know with 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 it was video as a giant curved video wall which is always fun to play in front of but that's what what gave the, the, the you know had the fire and we had a yeah. giant lighting rig and the production was there and um it felt, you know, I haven't done a video, like a performance video, where the, all the guys are on the stage at the same time and you're rocking out. I haven't done one of those in a long time, so uh, it was pretty refreshing to do so, especially in this in this time of uh, not a good idea to maybe get together and travel and do all this stuff. But I'm super, super stoked on the way the video came out. I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, I hope people, you know, it's, it's probably the most accessible song 
on our record uh, as far as being a you know a big rock hit if you will um so to have a have a have a very uh, aesthetically pleasing video to go along with it made me very happy because i'm really proud of the song and on this record there are um longer songs there's a little more progressive elements than i'd say uh the original record um the self-titled i mean and um mm-hmm. was that something that was planned or is it just kind of organically how it happened it was definitely an organic thing uh, yeah. we didn't really plan any there was no predetermined idea of like we need a couple fast songs we need one or two long ones you know nothing like that's ever spoken of it just it's just what naturally flows through your body and out your fingers and through your instrument type deal um so it just kind of it it, it created itself um we did a lot of collaboration uh being in the same room with each other is is was the intention of this band in the first place we didn't want to ever do file sharing because um the idea that greg and max had when I joined, when the band got to, when the band formed, was that it wanted to be like your very first band, where you enjoy each other's company and it's really fun to create the music that you like to hear. That simple. Yeah. So the idea of uh, getting the album done quicker and doing a lot of file sharing back and forth uh, was just not in the cards. So not one lick, riff or uh, idea was done uh, remotely. We all did it in the room together at the same time. So. Nice, that was dude. pretty awesome. I, I think that's fantastic. Now, in, in your projects, do you do the file sharing thing, or is it kind of that's how you like to work? Uh, I prefer to be have the energy of of who you're who you're jamming with uh, in the same room. That's the way I've always liked it and always prefer it. Um, the only time I've ever done a file sharing uh, ever was this over the past few months when um, my band Gone Is Gone needed to finish a record. And we had two recording sessions planned, one in Hamburg, Germany, and another one in Los Angeles. Both of those were in April and May. So that got wiped out, and we didn't want to wait until, you know, question mark to when we could get together and finish this. So the idea of trying it remotely was uh, presented, and we've been chipping away at this album for a long time. And uh, in that band is my friend Troy Van Leeuwen. Uh, He's very busy with Queens of the Stone Age. And I'm obviously very busy with Mastodon. And before both of those bands started taking off in 2021, we needed to finish this Gone is Gone record. So we chose to finish it remotely. And uh, I'm super stoked with it. But um, it was kind of just more of a necessity. And uh, But we'd get on the phone every night and be like, hey, what do you think of my vocal stuff there? You know, everybody like it? Anything to change? So we were still in, in communication a lot, which is very, very important. But uh, yeah, that's the first time I've done anything remotely. For for us fans, that's a beautiful option that it's it's very possible you can do that remotely opposed to before because yeah, otherwise, like you said, the schedules will be all over the place. Now, Gone Is Gone did release a couple standalone singles uh, throughout the summer, um, but there is are those singles going to be on the new album that you guys are working on right now, or is there? Yeah. Oh, excellent, yeah. excellent. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I think we're announcing that very very soon, and um, um, I I was recently asked. Um, you know, how terrible has 2020 been for me? You know, just as a question. And uh, I said, man, I I hope I can word, I was trying to word it um, without sounding like a jerk. But I was like, man, 2020, as far as creativity and musical output has been my favorite year ever. Um, Only because once the year of Mastodon tours got wiped out, I was able to, to go to Los Angeles and Phoenix and complete the Killer Be Killed record. I was able to spend uh, all the time I needed to uh, to write lyrics and record vocals for the Gone Is Gone album, all the while 
I've spent every other week of 2020 up in Atlanta with my dudes working on new Mastodon material. So I feel great about all that um, without sounding, uh, you know, like a jerk because I know a lot of people are having a much, much tougher time. I'm not making any money this year, but I'm able to get a lot of uh, creativity and this, those juices have flown, you know, and that's makes me feel good. So, yeah, dude, the spirit entered the spirit and the creativity energy is, is just as good as the dollar bills. It's probably yeah, best when you're getting yeah. both. I get it. But like if you had neither, now we're talking about a bad year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you, exactly. You got I it. know a lot of people are experiencing that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I've thankfully been a, uh, super fortunate to, to have these all these outlets to just keep plowing through. And um, so on that end of the spectrum, it's, it's been it's been a good year for that only. You know, a lot of other things have totally blown this year, but uh, we're all together on that. So. Absolutely. No, 100%. But I, I do think that when people hear the positivity – you know, of, you know, even though there's tough times, there's still something out there that you can, you know, do to make sure you, you look back a little fond, you know, I think it's a, a great thing to throw out there, you know, cause I feel the same Hope way, so. you know, uh, there's been some rough parts of 2020, but when all is said and done, I usually when I look back on life and things are created or things are put out there, that's kind of what I remember the most, you know? Um, yeah. so that's going to be that's going to be a positive thing for sure. Now, I did want to bring up Mastodon. Now, I did want to touch base on cuz there wasn't a lot of press that was done, but when the Cold Dark Place EP came out, I thought that was a really really good addition to your guys' catalog. It was really a different style. That was all part of our um uh once more around the sun writing sessions. Uh-huh. And uh we had 15 or 16 tracks at the time that we were all in love with. Um but only you know, we're not going to put out a record that's, you know, an hour and 10 minutes long or an hour and a half or anything like that. Uh, don't remember how we all, how we all fell on the idea of these will go, these will, these will go somewhere else. These will live somewhere else. But, uh, it, it turned out to, to, to make perfect sense. And the cold dark place EP is, is awesome. Um, it's got a, it's got a super, uh, super unique mood throughout it. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I wish we could play the whole record, you know, uh, which we've yet to do. Um, you know, those songs are great. I don't, I don't recall the, uh, how they, how we, I don't remember if that was three albums ago, mm, yeah. but, uh, yeah. No, it was great. I, I do want to put a light on that. And then obviously you guys just put out medium rarities, kind of a great compilation of all the songs you guys put out through the years. And you put that all together for us fans. Is there uh, a lot of B sides left from the Mastodon catalog or are they, are they kind of all in our hands now? Yeah, I think that was the purpose of putting out Medium Rarities is because we had these 10, 11, 12 songs or so that uh, didn't have a place to live and they weren't available on digital platforms for any of our friends or fans to to, to, to hear or purchase. So uh, it just made sense um, on multiple levels. The main reason was to, to have all of them find a home together and be friends with one another. But um, and, and secondly is because uh, Emperor, Emperor of Sand came out in 2017 so we're going to have about a four-year mark or a four-year period in between albums so for anyone that that enjoys mastodon there's here's a little something to maybe hold you over but um so it just made sense to put them all together and and, and get that thing out there i think there's one or two other tracks uh that might be living but 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 the medium rarities was nearly everything we had 
Nice, dude. Yeah, I love it when bands decide to do that at a certain point. Like, growing up, I'd get a bunch of seven inches, you know? And then when they put the all the seven inches on, like, one album or something like that, I was like, dude, this is... It, it, to me, it was like, finally. Like, I get it all together. Uh, so, right. I, I love the feeling of... of um, putting that stuff together because for for some reason it always works really well like they were meant to go together even though they were written at different times but uh that that's yeah. something it was i felt yeah, it with that still one. forms a cool collection um yes. if, if you're into the band yeah you know then that collection uh makes sense you know even though it could have spanned five ten fifteen years of recording and all different sounding songs by the by the, by the studio you were in and um but yeah i i, I dig it all the all the b-sides and compilations that i have of other bands that i'm into uh, I always enjoy them. Always, man. So with that, everybody, one more time, do not miss out on this new record. Killer Be Killed's record, Reluctant Hero. It's coming out November 20th. Pre-order it. Check out the video for Dreams Gone Bad. Um, fantastic record, guys. If it, I mean, to me, is is the perfect timing, perfect follow-up. I'm super excited about it. Also, guys, check out the standalone singles from Gone is Gone if you haven't yet. They got released uh, a couple months ago, but trust me, they're vibrant. They're great. Make sure you check that out. And also, Mastodon fans out there and anybody out there, check out Medium Rarities. It's out now. Uh, Troy, like you said, you had a great creative year. You really blessed us as fans and gave us a lot of this music, and I really want to thank you for that. But I also want to thank you for calling in to the Metal Sucks podcast, my friend. Of course. I appreciate it too, man. Thank you so much.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. Contemplate self-destruction. Scene.
We are back, guys. First song you heard is off the new record, Reluctant Hero by Killer Be Killed. That track is Dream Gone Bad. Make sure you guys check out the video. It turned out fantastic. Me and Troy chatted about it quite a bit in the interview, but man, it's a great video. Make sure you guys are checking out. Second song, opening track to the record, Deconstructing Self Deconstruction. Another great tune, guys. Make sure you're pre-ordering Reluctant Hero. It's coming out November 20th. With that, I want to thank everybody out there. All right, for the five-star reviews, we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. That's all we ask from you guys as a team is if you can go to that Apple iTunes, click the five-star review. Don't care about comments. Don't care about nothing. That's it. You enjoy the show. You enjoy the interviews. You enjoy the content. Just do that little for, uh, favor for us if you got this on the uh, good old Apple. Also, want to thank everybody out there for listening to our documentary podcast, Rise to Offend. We finished our story this week of, on the Insane Clown Posse. So next week, we'll have a crazy new topic. Can I just quote my favorite line that I've heard? Because I'm the one who did... Um, most of the research, right? Most of the research. Yeah. Uh, but Pete does Pete does do research, too. Like sure, he'll, sure, sure. He, he actually listens to more of the music. Like, Pete will die... I listen to almost all the records, all the records. for the... So I knew I was yeah, getting yeah. to... And me, yeah. I listen to about... 30 to 40 seconds of and then you're song. done but uh mm -hmm. but i got a gist of it and it's so funny because there's one song it's called what is a juggalo and there's a oh. rhyme where he goes a juggalo he goes he'll kick down your door and while you're having supper he'll put his nuts in your soup bloop and that was the rhyme that was the rhyme and you know oh, <laughs> i i told brand i thought supper they were gonna rhyme something with supper no no bloop. soup with bloop yes if, if there ever was a band that just wrote one draft of lyrics and said go finish it up it's this band it's they this don't band. they don't even reread it they're like that kind of right we're moving on done. yeah that's if they're one draft lyricists but one in your soup bloop. bloop bloop yeah so but you know what here's the thing. very dainty well it's but here's the thing though he had <laughs> here well you can't just say you can't I don't just know go why you can call it dainty but plop. i love it but yeah. you can't just say nothing. He, he nothing. Plop. He didn't just say like uh, bloop. It was, you know, he'll kick your front door down while you're having supper mm -hmm. and you're having your soup. Hey. Bloop. Hey. Like that's how he did it. So it was like <laughs> bloop. Like that's how he did it. Well, with that, guys, go listen to the song. What 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 is a juggalo? Oh, if awesome. if you're interested to so hear bad. that rhyme, but yeah, it's it's uh it's hey, they know it's bad. They know it's bad. Good so. for them. They're riding on that wave. <laughs> and with that, my friends out there, until next week. Boop. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.